Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeVoe. Welcome to another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to interview Mr. Glenn Sutherland. Glenn, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. So if, you, if you're not familiar with Glenn, you should be, because Glenn is a fellow podcaster. He's been doing this quite a bit longer than I have, so he's got a very, very interesting podcast all about Canadians investing down south, the Canadian invasion down south, buying up American real estate. So that's very, very cool. Yeah. Chat with you about that. And just let, let me know, how did you first get involved in this crazy world of real estate investing in the first place? From the, the very start. Well, my parents owned a duplex, so I grew up being the labor. But I guess that that's how I got into the idea of doing real estate. And then, who oh, I guess I, it wasn't till I was, I'll probably, I guess 2011 is when I, anyway, I looked it up beforehand. And 2011 is when I bought the first property. And uh, yeah, I just go, went from there. One turned into two, turned into three, turned into four, and it started multiplying. And then once I got comfortable, I had a tenant that moved to Strathroy and it was the greatest tenant I've ever had. I still have to this day. And uh, once I got used to having a distance of, for me, that's about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes from the tenant, I was well you know, I was ready to go see how far I could go. And so I'm like, which do I want to invest in Alberta? Do I want to invest in New Brunswick, which are both great markets, but I ended up pulling the trigger with the States and ended up moving, moving my business down there. I still have Canadian real estate, but I mainly buying down there now. All right. But you're still based in Canada. Where, where are you calling in from today? I live in Cambridge, Ontario. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. So that's quite the, yeah. So you, you were like most of us. You just got smart about it. You know, most of us think, you know, we have to invest within an hour of where we live. Unfortunately, that's not always the wisest choice because a lot of people live in really crappy real estate markets. True, there's there's probably a way to make money in any market, but some markets are just a hell of a lot easier than others. So transitioning further afield and then transitioning out of country and, and down to the States is quite adventurous. So Tell us a little bit, what, what kind of deals do you focus on down in the States? Are you buying single family homes, multis? What kind of, what kind of markets are you looking at? So what, what, well, different than markets, but what I'm mainly buying is single family. I do have some duplexes, but I mainly focus on single family homes. What I'm looking for in a property is that it has the ability to ideally refinance out of it. So if I would like... I really want properties that if I can buy them after a renovation that I can get all of my money back. The biggest thing is that you're just, you run out of money. I don't care if you have like $10 billion. Eventually if you just go buying, you know, if you had that kind of money, you'd be buying huge apartment buildings, but eventually you'd run out of money no matter what. So it's the, the really the way to keep going is to be able to recycle your money. So that's what I'm mainly looking for. And I'm doing a lot of uh, joint ventures now and to do that, you need Ideally, you want the, the joint venture to get their money back. You want them to get their money back. You don't want them to have their money stuck in there. It's a lot harder to sell something if you're going to say you have to keep it in here for five years. It's a lot. It's a lot sexier to say I only need it for a short period of time, and you're an equity partner. So that's right. You continue <laughs> to hold ownership in the property. Okay, so you go down to the. So what kind of? How did you decide what market to start with in the first place? Oh right, yeah. So 
I basically, I, I got a bunch of criteria and I started cutting it down, cutting down markets. Cause there's really like, if you start listening to the podcast you'll, of the Americans, you'll notice that there's a lot of the same people in the same markets that keep getting mentioned over and over again, because they're like just really well positioned. So I started out with the whole list, which is like 30 different cities that I was interested in. And then I went for, cause you know, if I'm going all the way from Canada, I'm going to try and pick the best that I can possibly pick. Right. So then I went, which ones are landlord friendly, right? So if I'm going to leave Ontario a tenant friendly province, I, I want to go, that's what I was like striving for. Right. I want something that's going to be in my favor if I have to do an eviction. So then I went through and cut the list only a few off actually, because a lot of the, the other investors are always going for the same sort of states. Mind you, there's still other ones that spread out. And it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say that everyone has to do it that way, but you know, cause if you're used to Ontario, then you can go to the other place and you'll have the same problems, but you might have some different cash flow. So anyway, total tangent. I'm really good at that. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that. I was looking for populations that were growing. So I wanted growth. I wanted a lot of large businesses coming into the markets. I wanted investment and like the markets I've picked have been heavily invested by Trump. So right now they're building like new car plants and new Amazon and stuff is coming in. So I wonder if that's a coincidence. Yeah. So even (laughs) if I buy this all wrong, which I'm not, I'm buying everything off market or if it is on market, it's usually a foreclosure because those are listed, but I'm buying off market. So I am getting good prices on the properties, but say I still bought this thing wrong. I want a market where the market will bail me out because when I started in Ontario, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to figure out what I should be charging for rent. And because of that, I should have lost a lot of money because I wasn't buying properly and I wasn't renting for as high as I should be renting. But the market took off and it didn't matter what you bought. Everybody won. (laughs) So, (laughs) so it, it all worked out there, but that's now that I'm in the States, I want to have that sort of backup cushion as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so you got different markets that you're investing in. You, you you dialed it in. You found what what works for you. So a lot of people are probably wondering, okay, well that's that's cool. It's kind of scary though. Yep. And the limited amount I know about investing in the states, one of the the hurdles I see Canadians having is how do you get set up properly with legal and financial and accounting structures so you don't get double whammied with taxes. I know that's that's way too deep to go into <laughs> in depth in this conversation, but can you give us maybe just a, a little overview of how you set up? Super quick overview. First of all, get an accountant and get it set up properly. Don't because you can set this up yourself. And but, but people, most accountants don't know how to do the cross border thing. That's yes. Yeah, so get a cross border accountant. My accountant. That's all he does is he's in the states and he just does people from Japan and China and Canada and Australia that invest in the states. Yeah. So he, was, he specializes in that. But what the main thing is is that you don't want to own just a basic LLC, which is a limited liability company, you and that's that, that. You don't want that mm-hmm. because it's a flow through company, which doesn't exist in Canada. So if you you don't actually pay taxes in that company. It flows through to your personal return. The problem with that is the way Canada Revenue looks at that. And they say, well, that is a corporation. So we want to tax the corporation, but the money's all flowed to your personal return. So then they want to tax you personally as well. And you're getting a double whammy. So the ways around it are using a C-corp, like a full-on corporation, 
or using a limited partnership. And even if you have a limited partnership, you can stagger LLCs underneath because they're nice and cheap to set up and it, it limits the liability from company, like from property to property, or you want to bundle them together. And it's just a way to separate stuff and mitigate your risk. But in all honesty, you want to set something up. You don't want to be owning this all in your risk. All, sorry, all in your own personal name. It's a lot of extra risk because, uh, no offense yeah. to Americans, but they do like to sue a lot more than we do. <laughs> yeah, and we're starting to like to sue a lot too. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. Thank you very much for the, the overview there. Yeah. Next question I've got about investing down in the States. So am I am I right in assuming that you're going in all cash, buying the thing all cash, doing the renos, and then you're getting the financing after it's all set up? Is that correct? Sometimes. Sometimes okay. I, I have, I think, five properties I own in cash right now. But I, what I like to do is, in all honesty, I'm bad and I like to use my own cash but, or, or put cash into deals. And if what I really want to do is put the 90% loan to value, get a fix and flip loan. There's tons of companies down there that do these fix and flip loans. And just make sure you get a reputable one. But a lot of them, even for a Canadian, because it's not based on credit score, Actually, in all honesty, it's usually based on experience. So they may, depending on the company, use your Canadian stuff. But even I, I just filled out a loan today. I didn't use any of my Canadian stuff on it. But it's a lot of its experience in the deal. And so they, they have fix and flip loans, which are 90% of the purchase price and the renovation. Wow. So you can get that. It's expensive. It's hard money, right? Yeah. But it'll get you through, buy the, instead of buying the property all cash, because you're going to burn through all your cash. And it gives you more projects at the time. And then you can put a small amount down and do your renovation and then refinance. And depending on the lender, they'll let you do cash out refis. And some of them are immediate, but then the rates are higher. But uh, three months, six months, the, the less exciting ones are 12 months that they'll make you season the property. And season the property is like having it fully rented. So the one I like, we usually can do it right away, but I end up paying a little bit higher, but that's okay with me. <laughs> All right. Very, very cool. And then, so there are, that's good to hear. There are some good finance options down there for Canadians. Expensive, of course, but if you're doing the, you know, the yeah. rental, the quick in and out kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> how often are you, like when you're doing these deals, are you having to go be boots on the ground there, checking up on everything and, and doing all that kind of stuff? Or how do you manage that? I go down... Probably every half year, but it's more to shake hands and make communications with different people. When I went down in the fall, I went and looked, toured a whole bunch of properties, but I've found that it's not even necessary now that I have a good team. So mm -hmm. I have my property manager and between that and my realtors will tour properties for me, take photos, take videos, point out things, almost like a preliminary basic home inspection. And, you know, it's not the home inspection, but <laughs> it, they'll give me a good idea if it's worth buying. And they don't get paid for that. And the reason they do it is because they will get paid in a different way. Like if it's a property manager, they'll get paid once the property's under contract. I'll be having this long-term relationship with them renting it or a realtor will get paid whenever I buy the property or I sell a property. And right. so well, off the start, it's really hard because people don't want to do those type of things for you because they don't know if you're actually a closer. But once you've established a relationship, they will, if you find the right people, they know they'll get paid eventually and it, it works out and it's a big, I don't know, 
utopia yeah. of everyone's everyone gets paid and everyone's happy <laughs> uh, that sounds like real estate utopia for sure yeah so, so in these different markets how many different markets are you investing in right now three markets okay are yeah i mean close together so you use the same <laughs> all three no they're all no no they're all over the place i'm in alabama and in missouri and in indiana okay. so you know kind of the south the middle and then almost over to the east or sorry over to the west with missouri but i originally when i first started down there i got a property manager that was nationwide and i thought that would be a great way to be able to do this i didn't like it i felt like i was calling my cable company every time i called in and i had to be directed oh, through yeah. different people and put on hold and i i switched to uh you know people who are smaller and specialize in that market Makes sense. Very, very cool. So what year did you start investing in the States? How long ago? 2017. Not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. not that long ago. And you're already in three different markets and, and you're building up quite the portfolio there. Yep. And now that you've started the podcast and you're kind of become known as the Canadian investing in the U.S. guy, <laughs> what are some of the biggest mistakes you see fellow Canadians making when they plunge forth to invest down in the States? Well, <laughs> the, I think the big mistake is that they, they the numbers are different, right? The num like they see uh, a house that's like seventy five thousand that rents for seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is the steal of my life!" And they go and buy it, but they don't realize that that's actually commonplace, and they're not actually buying a deal at all, and they're buying at market or even above market, and they they don't understand that that you know because it's totally different. It's so different. That like some of these numbers, if you're not planning on holding these things forever, if you're going to hold it forever, it doesn't matter, right? But if you want to exit from these, you're going to have root awakening if you bought it wrong. Yeah, that's, that, that's like if you not going up necessarily. <laughs> yeah, or they're they're going up, but they're you started behind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah you, so you bought that seventy five thousand dollar property, but it's it's only worth sixty five thousand, and it's going to take you, you know that five or 10 years to get up to your 75. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dif different market, different learning curve. Excellent. Glenn. Well, you and I both do fairly short podcast interviews, so we've got to wrap this sucker up, but if people are interested in finding out more about your podcast, first of all, how can they do that? The podcast is on YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. It's called a Canadian investing in the U S you can search Glenn Sutherland too. It'll show up in, Either one will show up in Google or wherever you're looking for it. And yes, and I have my website as well, glensutherland.com. I give it away for free. There's plenty of episodes where I'm just, especially episode one, which actually should be redone because I did it so long ago when I wasn't as comfortable with the camera, but they're full of information. It's all given away for free. And you can even contact me if you wanted to go a little deeper. Perfect. Sounds awesome. Thank you very much. This has been great. And the nice thing about these short interviews means... We can always come back later and, and pick yeah. up the conversation. That sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot, Glenn. All right, everybody. Take care. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. And if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. Be very, very much appreciated. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries, about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.